Gentlemen, get ready for the center stage. It's Alex. <laughs> Give him some love. And Michael. Woo! Welcome back to the Beyond the Veil cast. Horror podcast, Horror that is. Horror podcast. Uh, yeah, we're back. I've been excited about doing this episode. It's kind of a release, man. Like, it really is. It's like... Yeah. Full release? I get it all. Yeah. <laughs> it's a climax. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. They're supercar. <laughs> so, today's episode... We were sitting and tossing back a couple of ideas and one of them that came up just because, you know, when you're like watching a movie and then you like go on the IMDb and then you're like, oh, I remember that movie. And then yeah. you get into that of the movie. <laughs> so we started talking about when we've been talking about it quite a bit, but virtual reality. Yeah, VR, dude. So, it's, it's coming back, dude. It is coming I mean, back. Yeah, dude, big hardcore, man. It was, a, it was a big thing in the 90s, dude. Right. And it kind of failed miserably. And then Lucky Palmer, like... Uh, Oh yeah, did his thing and then revitalize uh, the revitalize it and it's back and it's in charge and it's right. it's legit, man. There's a there's a lot of stuff going on, but there's a lot of movies that have been made uh, about virtual reality or simulated experiences of sorts. Yeah, and uh, we thought it might be kind of fun to try to pick out the very few movies, not necessarily all horror, <laughs> that uh, deal with virtual reality as the plot point of some degree. Yeah, because there, it's such small pickings like you know we had to like kind of stretch on that idea a little bit yeah it, it was the kind of a thing where we saw more of this in the 90s right not as much now because it's uh it kind of fell to the side but we right. might see more being that it's 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 in the forefront now and it's actually we're actually having virtuality for real now right we might see more in the future yeah oh absolutely and you know we'll get into that a little okay. bit yeah, after yeah, yeah. trying it, it yeah. i'll give you my opinion about that so stay tuned <laughs> it's only kinky the first time dude yeah. <laughs> But, uh, so, uh, what's new, man? Anything cool going oh, on? Oh, man, uh, nothing really. Like, uh, watch a couple dumbass movies that suck balls, duck yeah. balls. Well, you gotta go through a few turns. Oh, I know. <laughs> to find that, that gem in the turd. Yeah, yeah. That peanut. That sweet <laughs> peanut in the turd. <laughs> uh, no, not really, but, yeah, like, I, I, nothing really special with me, man. But, really? well, no, I just watch a couple movies. I watched, uh, what, what did I watch? I told you about something I watched. Some dumb know. movie about sorority girls that they made out and... Oh, a lot, of, a lot of nudity. It was a, it had potential, and some other film that had potential that I didn't watch. And well, I watched a few movies myself. I watched uh, the Neon Demon. Oh, dude, I want to see that. Yeah, it's hugely atmospheric. Okay, and widely annoying in some respects. Like huh. it's well done. It's an artsy fartsy. Okay, like 
ah, this is the modern piece of cinema that yes. we've all been waiting Enjoy for. Enjoy my cinema. It's, it is really, like, it's got very long scenes. It's actually pretty good, but I can't 100% relate to it, and I know that it has some sort of allegory to it. Okay. Like, there is something to it, but it's essentially about a girl who's, like, making her way in L.A. or New York. I, I think it's L.A. <laughs> they say New York a bunch in it, but I think it's, like... Anyway, new girl, she's, like, really young. She's, like, 16, and she tries to get into the modeling field. Oh. And all these, like, fucking, you know snooty little bitches you know don't like her because she's got everything that everybody wants oh and most of these it's 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 a story i think making people who lack substance in their life and that everything that they they don't seek deeper than the water Hmm. the surface of the water so they're not a profound kind of people they're very surface fucked people and (laughs) like this pure girl who's just naturally beauty uh, tries to go in, but it, it's like it's kind of like a horror movie, but it isn't. I don't want to ruin it for anybody because just kind of want to go for the ride on this. But I thought it was okay. I think it was well shot. The music was, the score and everything was really nice, and it, you know it, it made me wonder what the fuck is going on. But the payoff really was, it, yeah, it was like blue balls, like in a way, <laughs> in my opinion. Like it was cr- cool. Like they did some cool stuff and like. The idea of what they did is really cool, but there's a ton of other things I've been up to, but mostly I've been waiting for this day for you guys. For you guys. For every one of you. I yeah. love you. <laughs> I, mean, I have nothing else to say. I've, I've really been doing nothing, dude. Uh, shitty YouTube videos watching and uh, wasting time, drinking, doing nothing. Right. So, uh, scratching anything, your balls. Scratching my balls. Nice. Fucking my hand. You know how it is. <laughs> what about you? Anything else with you? No, no, man. That's... I mean, I've been collecting some movies. I think I bought some, like, non-horror DVDs. Oh, right on. I bought, like, 20 Blu-rays for, Dude, like, 35 fuck? bucks. And it got, <laughs> like, the whole soul, Rocky like... Balboa set, like, oh, other than shit. Creed. I don't know why, but, you know, I remember those. It's kind of nostalgic. So oh, I was yeah, like, dude. whatever. Rocky's, uh, he's legit. Right. Yeah. So I, and then I got, like, the whole Iron Man series. Like, because oh. I never want to pay $30 for those movies individually. <laughs> 25 20 even. Yeah. Like, I, I was never overly impressed with Iron Man either. Yeah. I, I mean, mean no, I, I actually don't mind it, but I'm not going to pay $20. Larry, I, I thought it was, it was fun, but, like, I knew people that were, like, shitting their pants in the theater and sliding all over I the... really liked it. Like, for a superhero movie, for a character that no one gave a fuck about for the most part... They did an amazing job. And if that's a, if that's like a testament to, hey, take something that not everybody's familiar with and then make that good, because you can't fail, is a testament to the age-old story of remakes. Hint, hint, hint. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah. like, like, not many people liked Iron Man. I don't know. There's some people out there, but until those movies came out, it wasn't. he was nowhere near as popular as any of the other characters. Yeah. He was, like, best known for being in the Avengers. On his own, a lot of people did like him back in the early days, you know, back in the 80s and stuff like that, There was because there wasn't that many characters. Yeah. But I think his character kind of disappeared, and then when they made that movie with Robert Downey Jr., it's kind of like, boom, kind of blew up. I Again, I'm kind of iffy with, like, superhero movies. I like them a lot. I like the Guardians of the Galaxy and shit like that. No, oh, James Gunn. Yeah, Pop. James Gunn in particular... Fucking kudos to that guy. Oh, for sure, dude. Talk about anybody that deserves to be where they are right now. That motherfucker is a prime example of, of yes, that's the guy you root for. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, dude. So, but anyway, 
It's that time. Horror Shop! Horror Shop! We need to do a shot one time that's called the Cobain. Oh God, <laughs> yes! Okay, guys, this is your this is your mission for this week. You are to come up with the best Kurt Cobain horror shot that you can come up with. And it could be ultimately the most disgusting thing in the world. And we'll drink it. Okay? We, we, we should shoot it out of two empty shotgun shells. Right. <laughs> dude i'm not gonna do that because we're gonna be drinking like like fucking sulfur and fucking coal or whatever they make they make shotgun uh shot glasses that are shotgun shells oh dude we may have to do that for that i may buy those okay so guys this is your mission you're gonna come up with the best most feasible okay we're not gonna fucking drink drano you fucking assholes jim jones kool-aid reasonable the best sounding drink. And I'll tell you what. What can we do? What can we do to give them if they actually give us like a really good combo? God. If anybody, and I don't care who the fuck you are, whether you're a fan or just for the first time listening, <laughs> if you do it before we do the next episode, we're going to give you something. But what do we give them? Dick pics. Dick pics. <laughs> That's easy, cheap, and big. No, it's got to be horror related. I have oh, some yeah. extra DVDs. Um, oh, you mean like doing a giveaway or something? Yeah, like a oh, giveaway. Fuck yeah. Like if they if they give us a, like a fucking really good shot for a Kurt Cobain, which has, I mean, use your imagination. All right, uh, we'll give them something. But I have some extra DVDs that I have Blu-rays of, and maybe I'll just give those out and mail them out. Oh, that's what is awesome. it going to cost me? Five bucks? Like? Oh yeah. You know well, what I mean? We should, we should do more stuff like this because. Uh, uh, on my old podcast, we used to do giveaways of uh, the films I worked on. Okay. Something like Sweet. that. Sweet. So, yeah, I'm done. This, I'm we done can include those if you have a bunch sitting around. Do you have some? Uh, no, I don't. I have nothing. <laughs> he did a movie called Death of a Ghost Hunter. And uh, also one called The Great American Snuff Film. Oh, yeah, The Great American Snuff Film. And then also one, uh, Me Coming on My Own Face. <laughs> <laughs> that one's an underground hit. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know if it was a hit. Uh, you can find it on RedTube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we'll come together with something and we'll post it on our Twitter. So if you're not a Twitter follower, that's your cue to follow us on Twitter. Yeah. Give us a shout out on there. Our Twitter is at BTVCast. And our Facebook is Facebook.com forward slash Beyond the Veil Cast. And our SoundCloud, which I now just fixed the name of it so it's a lot easier to find. SoundCloud.com forward slash BTV cast. Very simple. Very simple. If you can write us, you got to add us on all of those. Give us a fucking thing. And we'll probably send you out like five fucking DVDs or something. And yeah. who cares, right? Who cares? It's free. It's fucking free. You're all you got to do is you use your fucking brain. Use your brain, motherfucker. <laughs> Speaking of brains. All right, guys. So this is what we have. Uh, I'll just say we came up with it. <laughs> out of necessity, Okay. So, today, I don't know if you can hear this, today's horror shot is called a bloody apple brain freeze. Oh, you gotta go get the brain freeze. Yeah, we're gonna gonna get that here through the magic of editing. (gasps) So, what we have here, guys, and I'll tell you the name of this right now, bloody apple 
Brain Freeze. Brain Freeze? Yes, it's got a red color to it. Oh. And what we came up with, or maybe me, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, But we came up with this idea, and I thought it was pretty clever, you know, for a last minute sort of fucking, we're a bunch of slackers. But basically, a bloody apple brain freeze is where you take clear Bacardi, like the, just Bacardi with no color to it. Yeah. You mix it in with apple juice or cider, your preference. And a little bit of grenadine for color and taste. For colors. And you chill that, shake it, and then the kicker here, and this is the good part, this is where the brain freeze comes in from the bloody apple brain freeze. And what you do is you basically take an icy... Oh, yeah. (laughs) An ice popsicle. Of any sort, whether it's an IC or whatever the fuck they call them. Oh, yeah. You know those long tubes of plastic? <laughs> the long tubes of plastic that have liquid juice in them. <laughs> and you freeze the shit out of it. Where We're going to basically put just enough. So you basically want to do like just a 75% tip. shot. Yeah, you take the tip, you put the tip in the, you, the You shot. drop a tip in, and that's where the brain freeze comes into play. So what I'm about to do is, or what we're about to do, I should say, is do that. So and that's where the brain freeze comes in. Fantastic. We're creative here at the BTV cast, and I want to thank you for coming by. All right, guys. So, through the magic of editing, I have brought to you one of those plastic freezy pops. It looks crazy. I'm going to be honest with you here, uh, and I'm going to take the shot with you, dude. So, we're going down the fucking, we're going to Helltown together. <laughs> but this has been sitting in my fridge for like two years. Oh, sweet. So. It's got a little extra, you know, horror. Oh, it's got a little sunshine. Fr- it's all good. It's aged. Like a, <laughs> like, a, like, a, like a fine wine or a whiskey. Dude. Fun shine, really? Fun shine. <laughs> I'm going to use that again. Hold on. <laughs> so let me just cut off the tip. Just Jeez. so we can get this little bitch going. Uh, uh, welcome, you guys, to um, hit this, this Freeze Pops first brisk. I got this super sharp fucking knife right here instead of scissors because I couldn't find them. All right, so here, why don't you go ahead and divvy up some of the juice? Okay, you control your shit. Yeah, I, I will what, tell you. I do what I want, motherfucker. I am good at this. I am good at the giving of the liquids. Dude, I really just see this this being like a big hit with like uh, uh, college girls and like really. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Because we're such the leaders of uh, hip right now. <laughs> so first, the smell. It smells, it smells like, like rummy. Kind of rummy, but. It's got like a sweet smell to it, right? Yeah. Let's do a line of it. <laughs> do you taste it? Oh. Oh. Is it okay? Oh. <laughs> you may have, uh, yeah. I, I I vote from now on we will make our own shots. We don't like uh, Yeah, I think so. We're going to have to just, well, yeah, out of necessity we did it this time, but. Oh. Oh. All right, I'm going to taste it now. It's very tasty. We're just going to do a little taste... You know what? That's really fucking good, dude. <laughs> I know. What the fuck did I just make? <laughs> All right, we got to shoot this with the fucking stuff. All right. You ready? Tears, motherfucker. Drink your shit. <laughs> <laughs> I had to chew it because it couldn't go down my throat. That's fucking delicious, dude. Dude, it's good. That was really good. That's really good. That's like, really good. Like, that's straight-up bartender good, right? Yeah, dude. <laughs> let's do another one. Yeah, let's do another one. <laughs> I'm not joking, dude. Like, that was really good. That was very tasty. That's see? really see? good. Make your own shots. Oh, God damn it. 
The Cobain. Give us the Cobain. Yeah, Kurt Cobain shot. You guys, seriously, we're going to give you some DVDs or something. So, I mean, is it really that bad? Got to be in the United States. If it's outside the United States, we'll work with you. Well, if you're outside the United States, you probably don't know who Kurt Cobain is anyways. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. I didn't get the brain freeze, guys. That's a little disappointing. Yeah. But. Well, I might I might just drink the uh, liquid and then just crunch on the uh, crunchiness. Right? You just have to chew it down. All right. Cheers again, brother. Cheers, motherfucker. Drink your shit. God, that's really tasty. I just want to enjoy it. Are you uh, are you chewing some ice or are you blowing the snowman? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, that got me a little brain freeze right there. <laughs> but that's it for horror shots, guys. We did it, and I honestly, a hundred. This is the best shot we've done yet. It is fantastic, dude. And we made it ourselves. Kudos to you. Yeah, kudos oh. to us. This is in for the Western Fun. It's the news. Here is the fucking news. Yeah, as far as the news, a couple of the things I, I noticed uh, recently kind of tripped me out. It sounds like Kevin Bacon is in talks for Tremor, a Tremors TV show. Oh, shit. Yeah, I think I remember hearing something about this. Uh, I'm fairly positive I heard about them talking about Tremors again. Just so weird because it's it, it's popular, but it's not like yeah they they made a bunch of sequels, but the sequels sucked dick. Yeah, well, a lot of them did, but you know that one guy was a, a good enough actor that he kind of carried the series through. Oh, the guy from uh, that TV show with Michael Fox, I can't Michael J. Fox. Who it is. But yeah, I know what you mean. I don't know. I it, I think it's a cool idea, and it's gonna be through Amazon. Amazon has a handful of like pretty cool shows. They're trying to keep up now with Netflix. Oh, for sure, for sure. Seems like they're trying to do it. And I think it's really cool. I'm looking forward to it. I want to see what they can do. Uh, if, if Kevin Bacon's involved, it's going to have some clout. Michael Gross. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's the one that... He's the gun nut. Yeah. The, like, the right-wing gun nut. That, yeah. That, like, has, like, shitloads of fucking whatever. And then Reba McIntyre is his wife. Oh, yeah. Which is so weird in the, sh- in the movie. So, are they going to be bringing back the same characters, or do you know, or? Uh, not that I know of. But they're, they're, this is just the, the inklings of, of future stuff. Yeah, I think uh, Kevin Bacon's just in early talks with uh, Amazon. So, he's actually going to be a part of it. Yeah. Even though he wasn't willing to do the other ones, which well, would have made I, them so much better. Oh, I remember reading somewhere, somewhere that uh, he felt kind of weird about doing the film, because during filming of the original Tremors, he tripped out. And he, I don't know, he kind of didn't, uh, he couldn't believe he was in a film that had to do with underground killer worms <laughs> oh he saw himself above that well he, he just was like i can't believe i'm in this movie but what the fuck am i doing which this is goes back to what i was saying about kevin bacon he's just yeah. bored oh yeah and that's why he's like i'll do freddy krueger <laughs> you know maybe maybe not bored maybe maybe that's a word well no he's 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 employed he's gainfully employed in a lot of different things gainfully employed so it's not like he's not been in this fucking public eye for a long time, you know what I mean? Yeah. So what other news do we have here? Uh, and this one's not a huge shocker. Uh, Stranger Things Season 2 coming around. What? Holy oh my shit. god! Oh, 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 And the listeners are bleeding from the ears. Welcome. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I could, I could see that coming from a mile away. Yeah, of course. We all knew it was going to happen anyway yeah. because they talked about it literally. I think it was like the same week that it released. But Before they release. put up a teaser trailer nonetheless, and it's like, yeah. 
Cool. I, yeah. I'm happy. I'm excited. I want to see what they're going to do with it. Yeah, I, I'm going to watch it. Without yeah. a doubt, I'm oh, not like sure, jerking sure. myself off and like coming in the mirror to myself. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not choking myself out with a like yeah. a, a belt doing a carotene. Oh, dude, I'm not like bending over backwards, putting my legs over my face, and then shitting in my mouth. I know. I'm not backing up to a. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> I like how casually we're, we're saying this shit. Hey, if you're just tuning in for the first time, welcome to the colonoscopy. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. This other one that you sent me with is really interesting. Uh, <laughs> this is Fox show, man. Oh. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, dude. Uh, ghosted with uh, the dude from uh, Community. What's his name? Adam Scott. Uh, let's see. Ty- Craig Robinson. Craig Robinson. Uh, so the dude from uh, Hot Tub Time Machine. Yeah. Or, and The Office. And The Office. Or, he's, then, as, as everybody knows him, he's the stock guy in the uh, warehouse for quite a bit of The Office Oh, you know show. what else was really cool about him? He's actually, uh, prior to, I don't know if he's doing it now, but prior to being an actor, he was a music teacher. Who, Scott or? No, this dude. Craig. Craig. Dude, and he was just in, uh, uh, if you guys are fans of Mr. Robot, I posted about this recently. Oh, that's a great fucking show. He's actually in it, and oh, he wow. plays kind of a serious role. Well, that's and to be honest, I think it's one of the best roles he's gotten yet. Oh, that's cool, man. Because he's not typecast as some, like... Well, he never plays, like, a kind of a stoner kind of dude. Oh, he's genius off the top of his head, and I have given him total credit. Yeah, but I know yeah. that I can't imagine what it's like if you've been in a position where you do that all the time. Yeah. It's like, you know what? I want to. I have some acting chops. I want to fucking... I want to at least flex them a little yeah. bit. Flex my So notes. he did in, in Mr. Robot Season 2... And uh, to be wow. honest, I think he did a really good job. It was it wasn't a hundred percent great, but I I really I give him mad props for that. That's fucking cool. So man. Craig Robinson, guys, and then Scott. What's his last name? Is yeah. it Adam Scott? Adam Scott. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. If they were gonna do some sort of weird like uh, X Files ish kind of thing on Fox, right? In the vein of a comedy. But are they producing it and acting in it? Because like I didn't I read the article, but I just I was a little confused on it. Are they just uh, I don't know. I thought Adam was... Scott's a little dry, in my opinion. Well, he does have his like, like a dry sense of humor. Sure, <clears throat> but because uh... he was kind of cool in Hot Tub Time Machine too, but that movie was bad compared to the oh, first oh, one. The, dude, the first one was fucking phenomenal. That was great. Like it had <laughs> Crispin Glover, who kept they kept trying to figure out when he was going to lose his arm, <laughs> oh, and yeah. that was fucking that was the best part. Of, I, to me, that's like some funny shit. All right, so what else do we got? What we got? We got. But while you look this up, I'm going to take a shot. He's taking a shot, and he's taking it like a champion. And it's a 10 out of 10. So it sounds like they're making a a missed TV show. Yeah. They talked about it earlier this year. Yeah, which is insane. I I mean, I really, really fucking dug. I mean, granted, I've never read the Stephen King book. Right. But I thought the missed movie Darebont's movie was phenomenal. I, I think it is. I think it's one of his best things he's oh, done. Oh, dude, almost. I loved it. I loved it. And to have them do a TV show is fucking crazy cool. I think that overall that that he did an amazing job. Dude, it, it is and phenomenal. It's so surprising that Frank Darebont, he's not going to be directing this new series. No, but they have one of the guys connected with Walking Dead who's going to hook up with the show. <sighs> guys, I don't know if you know this or not. The Walking Dead started with Frank Darebont. Oh, yeah. And then there was some bad, 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 bad juju going on there. Yeah. And he got booted out. Oh, uncool. And it's like, I've heard interviews where he's like, I don't want to fucking talk about it. Like, he's that mad. Wow. Dude. Like, he's not, he doesn't want to talk about it. He doesn't want to associate with it. 
you can tell that something bad happened in that whole fucking thing. Bad touch. So now they're asking, what's his name? Who's the director in The Walking Dead now? Uh, David Boyd. David David Boyd is going to be directing The Mist. Yeah. Doing a recreation of Darabout. I wonder how Frank feels about this. I don't know, man. I would be pissed. I, I would too. I would I, be like, you motherfuckers. Mother I mean, speaking fucking... frankly here, not Frank Darabontly. <laughs> So great. <laughs> uh, yeah, speaking Frank Darabontly, uh, I would be feeling like they totally fucking are doing that as a jab. Like, think about that for a second, you know? I know. God. Man, that guy doesn't get a break, and he's such a great director I know, dude. and everything. Isn't he the guy that did Shawshank? Yeah, I think so, oh, yeah. Fucking Shawshank was phenomenal. He's a big Stephen King fan, obviously. I mean... <laughs> Probably one of the only guys that was able to adapt him. He's the only one, dude. I'm o- sorry. Outside of maybe a Carpenter doing Christine. Yeah, Christine was really a really and, uh, close... Did, 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 who did It? Did Mick Gress do It? Because I know, like, for Stephen King uh, adaptations, Shawshank, Christine, Misery, mm. 14, 1408, and It. Well, on the IMDb... Um, Director Tommy Lee Wallace. For It? For It, yeah. Okay. And the screenplay, or teleplay, was written by Lawrence D. Cohen. He was like the head of it. But um, Tommy Lee Wallace is known for Halloween 3. Huh. He was the director of that, which is considered the abomination of the Halloween Michael Myers series. That's the, the Shamrock one where they put yes. it Okay. <laughs> Five more days to Halloween. 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 Over and over. He also did Fright Night 2. Um, Which I haven't seen for years. And he's a writer and director, but yeah, he's not done too, too much here recently. He did some Twilight episodes in the 1985s. He even did some episodes of Max Hedrum. Oh, wow. But he did Fright Night Part 2, which is actually pretty fun. I love that movie. He did Vampires Los Muertos in 2002, and then there's a movie coming out called Helliversity. So he's kind of been put on the back burner, but either way, uh, it's like, I guess, his the, opus. Yeah, I know for sure, man. He's one of the only people that have actually been able to do it. So uh, what do you think about the series? Like, what would you think? Because they, they t- they've talked about in the, uh, in the information, in the news article, that it would be very closely related to the controversial 2007 Mist movie, which is interesting because the only controversial part about that entire movie was the ending. Which was the best part. Right. And I, there's, you know, there's a divided line there. Do you like when the child gets shot in the face and then and then the guy, the father lives, runs well, out of bullets? I, I think I actually heard, well, I think I heard a, an article from Stephen King where he actually thought that ending was better than his ending. I agree. And he, he conceded to say like, yeah, that was more. I, I thought, don't agree <clears throat> on a lot of things, apparently. <clears throat> The, with uh, Stephen King, which is kind of a dick thing to say, because who the fuck am I? Um, but in my own personal opinion, like I really like the ending and the miss that Frank Darabont. It did. was badass. Well, you don't see that kind of ending out of a out of a Hollywood film, right? That's more of an indie film. Wasn't kind of there? Ending. Okay, maybe this is just an urban legend. Wasn't there a, a sort of a type of thing that where they they said that you had to have happy endings in Hollywood movies for a little while? I don't know if he said it, but a lot of movies in Hollywood had happy endings. I don't know if that's like like an urban legend or one of those things where you just like kind of like old wives tale, <laughs> like whatever you want to call it. Um, but yeah, 
Like, I feel like uh, there was, like, some sort of unsaid rule that you had to do movies that had happy endings for a little while. At least somewhere in the in the film industry, there was, like, something like that, where maybe the government was, like, putting the thumb down on the, on the film industry a little bit. Huh. Because, you know, in the 80s, there was a lot of shit that got out in the 80s that wasn't ever done before. Yeah. And before that, there was a lot of pressure on film studios to be able to, basically, because they thought, like, film could sway the, the youth into like some sort of tarnished future (laughs) but i don't know if you guys know anything about that please let us know um is there any other news something you know like i said i don't know much about this i haven't done much research into it bunch of stereo bullshit stereo instructions bullshit yeah (laughs) friday the 13th right yeah the uh the licensing for the uh franchise is up for debate i think between uh brick eisner and victor miller if i'm correct is that what it is yeah they're fighting over who owns the rights of Jason. Wow, isn't it New Line? I thought I do. I thought New Line owned the rights to Jason. So they're they're trying to. Oh, okay. So basically, and I, I, I guys, I don't follow this shit because it's way too much drama yeah. in a way. But I feel like it's like New Line's got to pay these people, whoever it is. So if you were uh, in in camp, and you were a counselor, and mm-hmm. you were smoking weed, <laughs> and you knew that Jason was around the corner, how would you stop him from killing you? I would, uh, there's no way to stop Jason. He doesn't, he doesn't have a brain. <laughs> he's, he's like the fucking, uh, the scarecrow. I don't know. If I only had a brain. <laughs> and copyright just gets flipped up in the air. Um, anyway, that's it for the news, guys. That's it for the news. All right. All right, so uh, now it's time for the new releases. New releases. And these are just kind of sporadic. Sporadic. Eh, I mean, whatever. But uh, there's a couple of things that are coming out to DVD and Blu-ray, or just DVD or just Blu-ray. But um, one of them is a box set of the TV show called Tales from the Dark Side. That's old school, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I've watched every single one of those. I used to fucking jump at the opportunity to watch those back in the day. And I think they re-aired them um, on Sci-Fi for a little while. They may have. And they did that in Monsters. Oh, dude, Monsters. Yeah. Fuck, I forgot and then about that. There was also Scary... Uh, what was it called? <clears throat> Scary Indiana? Or I don't think I knew that one. Something, something Indiana. Scary Indiana. I think it was called Scary Indiana. It was about this kid. And it was kind of like an X-Files slash... Um, well, probably not X-Files because that wasn't even out yet. Um, but it was like, um, the Twilight Zone and there was Outer Limits and, uh, Night Gallery and shit like that. But yeah, the Tales from the Dark Side was kind of like the 80s spin on that. It was kind of, was it 80s? I'm pretty sure. Outer Limits, you mean? Well, just Tales from the Dark Side was very much like any of those. Outer Limits was back in the day too. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's coming out on DVD again. They've already had it out, but I guess people were really wanting it. And mm. I don't blame them. I'm sure it's not in HD, and that's probably why they're not putting it on Blu-ray, because they shot it for TV, and they probably didn't even care about yeah the aspect ratio at the time. But it's uh, on September 6th, is what I saw on uh, Amazon. Oh, wow. So pretty quick here. Yeah, and I actually I have illegitimate copies of that. So I probably will buy it, and I think it's only like twenty three dollars. 
That's that's insanely cool, man. Yeah, it's the complete Tales from the Dark Side series. I would like to pick that up and Monsters, which are all really bad, but <laughs> all really great in my opinion. Also, as a reminder, uh, you know, It's Been in the Air, the clown from Stephen King's It. But they're going to be releasing that with the T-shirt, and I think it's like forty-three dollars or forty to thirty-six to forty-three dollars. I think on Barnes and Nobles actually gives you the T-shirt and the Blu-ray. I'm blue. Oh wow! For like the cheapest. Oh, that's fucking cool, man. So I looked that up, but oh, that's shit. on October fourth. Oh, so cool. you might want to get your shit ready for that. Um, September sixth, by the way, with the Tales of the Dark Side, it's probably tomorrow, dude. Since we're recording this early, are also a Blu-ray that's coming out. It's called The Rift. We watched the trailer on this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what'd you think of that trailer, by the way? I'm down with it. It's yeah? pretty, pretty cool. Yeah? I want to see where it's going to go. I think it was pretty cool, man. I, I, I want to see it. I, I'd be willing to get it's it. It's got the same special effects people that were involved with Aliens. Oh, yeah. It was... So, um, there'd be, wouldn't it be Stan Winston? I don't know. I didn't look too deeply into Stan that. Winston did the Aliens and Terminator and stuff like that. Maybe. So, but they uh, said special effects... So there's a lot of practical effects, really weird shit. Technically, it's about a group of people going into the underground of the ocean, and they find a rift in the ocean that opens up this, like, portal that has, like, weird creatures and shit. (laughs) But it looks really awesome. I've never seen it, and I'm actually super excited about it. Uh, Another movie that I was just interested in the cover was called The Neon Dead, and that comes out September 13th on DVD only. I can't even tell you the date on that, but if you get a chance, look it up. You'll see the cover and you'll be like, that seems interesting. I don't know if the movie's any good at all. So, uh, And for you Conjuring fans, uh, Conjuring 2 comes out on September 13th on Blu-ray and DVD. Oh, yeah. Uh, they also got another version of Slugs coming out, um, re-release of that, September 27th on Blu-ray as well. So... Those are just a quick rundown of some of those. Um, oh, something else I want to mention, too. I don't know when it's coming out, but the 4K release of Henry Portrait. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, 4K release of Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Nice. I don't know when it's coming out, but it is seriously one of my favorites. That's been bouncing around in the news. I've been kind of following that. so It's very cool. Up next is the meat and potatoes of the show. Yes. We're going to talk about virtual reality. Virtual reality. Virtual reality. It's only what you want it to be. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's some some interesting things, and and we kind of you know generally we just jump into a bunch of movies that oh. are related to the uh, idea of it, and I think we want to we want to seek deeper. We want to be more profound. I want to go balls deep. Yeah, we want to go balls deep into your mind. But what what I want to talk about is like uh, you were we're going to talk about the the origin of VR. Yeah, no, that's that's uh, exactly what I was getting. Yeah, into. because uh, okay, he's gonna hook up some Origin of VR, and uh, uh, like I mentioned in the previous episode, I got Gear VR for my phone. Oh yeah, and uh, that's right. Yeah, we could talk about that. I played a few VR style games, and one. Do you remember the name of it now? Affected <laughs> the manner. Look it up right now. It's called Affected the Manner. It is fact affected. Affected. Okay, so affected the manner. Infected. We kept thinking it was afflicted, afflicted, afflicted. I've been afflicted. <laughs> been afflicted. It's called affected the the manner. Right. And he put that shit on my head. And actually, there's a video out. Well, it's not out. And I'm gonna burn my phone, like I was saying earlier. <laughs> I probably could just delete it, but I'm going to burn the phone anyway, just out of pure hatred. 
That's but I look like a fucking tubby ass fucking idiot on the fucking <laughs> screen. I, I really don't want to put that up. But yeah, I tried it out. The affected the manner, the affected the manner, and it reinstilled my faith in virtual reality. Like, in fact, I mean, I can't say because I only did it for like what fifteen minutes. Yeah, however long the game is. Yeah, however long the game is, it was fucking terrifying <laughs> and it was a fucking hd vr uh gear vr uh headset amount of thing with the uh galaxy s uh seven note or whatever correct, correct so it's like built for a wider view so i don't know if that's going to be different if you use like the regular s7 or whatever uh which i have um but anyway so i tried it out and honestly i'm really super excited now for virtual reality like if it could be that good on such light little software and hardware, I have full faith that not only the PS4, oh, um, Morpheus, or PSVR, as they're calling it now. I mean, the uh, Oculus and the HTC Vive. HTC Vive. Uh, I yeah. have full faith in that now. And now, granted, I honestly think the experience is going to be better the better the hardware you have. <clears throat> because there's a little bit of distortion in the G- Gear VR. Yeah. On the, on the edges. Yeah. But for the most part, and besides me sweating like a fucking pig and like <laughs> fogging up the fucking goggles, you know, of reality, it's actually pretty cool. So I'm, I'm, you know, I went from skeptical to kind of excited and wishing I had more money. Donate now. <laughs> um, Go fund me. So, yeah. We'll talk about our experiences on VR instead of show you. <laughs> if any of you does it, I love you. But no, let's, uh, let's talk about virtual reality and the origins of it. The history of virtual reality, so to speak. Yes. Now, I found this website, and I'm just going to use them to reference them. Uh, but it's called virtualrealitysociety.org.uk. And they have the virtual reality origins. Okay. And their attempts at virtual reality and what they consider to be the earliest versions of virtual reality is panoramic paintings. Hmm. And if you guys aren't familiar, you maybe you walked into like an old, like, building museum or whatever but they would like paint these 360 degree murals or panoramic paintings from the 19th century and these paintings were intended to fill the viewer's entire field of vision so it kind of makes you feel like you're present at some historical event or scene and that's verbatim what they said (laughs) um but technically um when we started mounting things to our head or sticking our eyes into something was in 1838 and it's called a stereoscopic photo and viewer. And you've probably seen some form of this. It's where you stick your head in, and it's almost like those uh, little viewfinders where you stick the the little discs oh, yeah. in, and it would like take two pictures and overlap them. So it kind of felt like you had some distance and aspect ratio. And uh, it was like a box, and you would stick your face into it, and it almost looked like, like you were there. And that's considered, in 1838, was the stereoscope. By Charles Wheatstone. Wheatstone. And then they came out with, in 1849, the lenticular stereoscope by David Brewster. Hmm. Um, but technically, it was the um, in 1939, and this is like, we're talking almost 100 years, huh. uh, the Viewmaster huh. by William Gruber, which the oh, Viewmaster Gruber. is the one with the, the little circular disc that we oh, had yeah. as a kid. And some of you kids may or may not know that because you guys are... Blown away by technology and everything yes. that we had to go through. I'm an old man. Yeah, we're old fucks, okay? But these are, it's like a little disc that you would stick in the top. It was called a viewfinder. In 1929, Link Trainer, the first flight simulator. Edward Link created the Link Trainer, and it was patented 
1931, so about, about two years later. Hmm. But probably the first example of the commercial flight simulator, which was entirely electromechanical, it was uh, controlled by motors that linked to the rudder and steering column to modify the pitch and the roll. Yes. It's like a small motor-driven device mimicked turbulence and disturbances in the air. Such, uh, it says such was needed for safer ways to train pilots hmm. that the U.S. military bought six of these devices for $3,500. Yeah, it sounds like a steal. Well, dude, in 1929, $3,500, that's, that's like, like a, a house, dude. Yeah, that's, like, that's like a mansion. That's like five houses. Yeah, like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but in 2015, money, uh, this was just shy of $50,000. That's a lot of money. Uh, but during World War II, over 10,000 blue box link trainers were used by over 500,000 pilots for initial training and improving their skills. To go even further, oh, yeah. in 1930, science fiction, a science fiction story predicted VR. And I thought this was super awesome. So in 1930, a story by science fiction writer Stanley G. Weinbaum, Pygmalion Spectacles, that's the name of the, the story that he wrote. It contains the idea of a pair of goggles that let the wearer experience a fictional world through holographic smell, taste, and touch. In hindsight, the experience Weinbaum describes for those wearing the goggles are uncannily like the modern and emerging experience of virtual reality, making him the true visionary of the field. Fascinating. But it's called Pygmalion Spectacles. It's pretty interesting. Um, and then further on after that, they, uh, Morton Halig's uh, Sensorama was like a, a machine that you put over your head and it would stimulate all your senses, not just sight and sound. It featured like stereo speakers, stereoscopic 3D displays, fans, smells, generators, and vibrating chair even <laughs> to like make you feel like you're in the, yeah, yeah, in yeah. the fucking shit. The tingler. But it's really cool. They, um, the, some of the films that they did were like Motorcycle, Belly Dancer, Dune Buggy, Helicopter, A Date with Sabina, and I'm a Coca-Cola Bottle. Which, ah, ah. I'm a Coca-Cola Bottle? <laughs> so, I wonder who funded that. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, that must have sucked. I mean, even in the 80s, shit like that sucked. <laughs> so if you can imagine back then, the actual very first virtual reality head-mounted display was in 1960. And Morton Halig's next invention was the Telesphere Mask. Patented 1960 and was the first example of a head-mounted display. It's a non-interactive film medium, but without any motion tracking or anything like that. But a year later, they did come up with motion tracking, uh, which would make you feel like you're in that environment. So as far back as 1961, they were already working on this shit. Holy shit. It's 1960, 1961 is the breaking point. That's crazy. So they've literally been working on this shit. 50, 60 years now. And to be honest, I don't even think the virtual reality space even really came mainstream until what? Lawnmower Man? Yeah, it started, uh, it got popular in the mid 90s. Right. For sure. But they were working on this shit in the 60s. Yeah, dude. There was either Ivan Sutherland and his student Bob Sproul created the first VR AR head mounted display called Sword of Damocles. <laughs> And that was connected to a computer and not a camera. It was a large and scary-looking contraption that was too heavy for any user to comfortably wear and was suspended from the ceiling. The user would also need to be strapped into the device. The computer-generated graphics were very primitive, wireframe rooms and objects. 
you know, fast forward a little bit. They did artificial reality in 1969. In 1987, virtual reality, the name was born. Huh. So before they actually had a name for it, and 1987 was the first time. Huh. And I think shortly thereafter, they did um, virtuality group arcade machines. So you would like sit in a group of people, like two or three, and then play these games. Uh, and then 1992 is when the Lawnmower Man came out. Shit, dude. And that's what blew it fucking mainstream. And apparently Sega even announced new VR glasses that they were going to put out. And it was going to be like $200 or about $322. You mean back in the day or now Now recently? Well, they announced that they were working on it in okay. 1993. Oh, wow. They did it at the uh, Consumer Electronics Show. And it was like a wraparound prototype glasses with head tracking, stereo sound. They had LCD screens in the visor. And they fully intended to release the product at a price point of about $200, 322 in 2015. The equivalent of $322 back in 93, I guess. Damn. But I guess, you know, with Sega, Sega went underground after Dreamcast. So Sega was like one of the first to really work on it in a way. Damn, dude. Like gaming companies wise. So, but anyway, that's Fuck! just just some of the history. I know that was a long, blown out fucking yeah. prolapse story about <laughs> uh, virtual reality. But I'm to be honest, I find it fucking absolutely fascinating. Oh, we're gonna do this other shot. Oh, here, cheers. One more shot of this. Uh, what was this called again? Uh, Bloody apple brain freeze. Bloody apple brain freeze. We ran out of the brain freeze, so it just tastes like good. I really would like to see what VR has to show for us in the future. Well, yeah. Because uh, I've had the opportunity to uh, make my own uh, Oculus. Right. To hack my phone and make it work. Right. And uh, use the uh, uh, the gyroscope for head tracking. Okay. Um, well, that's what they all do now, right? Uh, not really. Usually they have an external source, like whether it's laser or uh, infrared for head tracking. Oh, that's right. Okay. But uh, I've also had my ability. I've, I, follow, I have a friend who works for a VR startup. I've been able to use the HTC Vive. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have a friend that uh, has his hands on a Oculus. I've not had the chance to use it. Okay. But he has his hands on a Microsoft HoloLens. I had the chance to use. If you're listening, HTC Vive, we're here. Yeah, we're here. We want you to. We, we want you to send us a free Show one. us the way. Yeah. Lead us through this journey of virtual uh, reality. I don't want to masturbate to RedTube anymore. <laughs> Well, I mean, you got, there's so many different virtual reality devices right now. There's a lot that aren't known about. There's like yeah. probably like 10 companies making it, three of which are pretty much at the forefront of, of virtual reality other than Gear VR, which is yeah. Oculus essentially anyway. Yeah, you got it. And they peered, uh, they teamed up with Samsung to make that, to, to make a reality, to give Samsung an edge and also market the name. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the films. Oh, yeah, for sure. We got a lot of films that we're going to talk about. Uh, we thought it'd be really interesting to kind of talk about the origins first and then get into some movies that we feel. Now, these aren't going to be any chronological order. Uh, you know, like we, we're we just picking out movies that we can think of and that we remember, and, and some of which we looked up. There's a lot that we're going to miss here, guys. But just know that, you know, we're we're just trying to touch upon the ones that really influenced us and maybe you too. What movie would you like to talk about first that it's like virtual reality film or horror? Uh, I don't know. I mean, there's a there's a handful that I have. It's, Maybe it's we kinda... should start with the first first one. We looked this up, and this is really interesting, guys. I'm going to read you the name of this movie. Do it. Huh? It's huh? called World on a Wire. I have not seen this flick. 
But we read it, and we yeah. were really fascinated Dude, by it. it sounds insanely cool. This came out in 1973, guys. 1973. I think this is the earliest version of virtual reality, in a way, that we know of. So these people were rather tech-savvy in the day. Uh, but World on Wire is a 1973 science fiction film directed by Rainer Warner Fassbender, shot in 16mm, and it was made for German television and originally aired in 1973 as a two-part miniseries. Two-part, all right. Yeah. So to give you kind of an idea of the plot synopsis, and you tell me what you think of this, Mike. All right, let's do it. Um, at the Institute of Cybernetics and Future mm-hmm. Science, oh. Institute for Kybernetik und Zunfugrufsflung, IKZ, und in other words. Yeah, dude. I, have no idea. I wish my German friends were here to help me. Uh, a new supercomputer hosts a simulation program that includes a artificial world with over 9,000 identity units who live as a human being Unaware that the world is just a simulacron. <laughs> yeah, verbatim is what it says. Professor Vollmer, played by Adrian Hoven, is a technical director of the program and is apparently on the verge of an incredible secret discovery. Oh, yes. He becomes increasingly agitated and antisocial before dying in a mysterious accident. In a mysterious accident. Yes. Yes. Uh, his successor, Dr. Fred Stiller, poor soul, has a discussion with Gunther Lohls the security advisor of the Institute, when the latter discovers and suddenly disappears without trace before passing on Volmer's secret to the Stiller. More mysterious, still, (laughs) is the fact that none of the other IKZ employees seem to have any memory of Laos. So the original guy that had been studying this, they can't remember him. That makes sense. Meanwhile, one of the identity units in the simulation attempts suicide. This unit is deleted by Stiller's colleague, Walfang, to keep the simulation stable. To investigate the reasons for the suicide, Stiller contacts the contact unit of the simulated world. The unit, called Einstein, is the only identity unit who knows about the simulation, and this is necessary to run the program in an attempt to become a real person. Einstein switches his mind into Walfang's body, while later in is Ooh. in contact with the simulated world. <sighs> Einstein gives Stiller an explanation of the mysteries, vanishing memories, and vanishing persons. He tells <sighs> him that the real world is nothing else but a simulation <sighs> of a real world one level above. Yeah, that makes no sense. No, it makes sense. <laughs> like, you know what it, I, you know I what have it no idea what you just said. What, what you... It's almost like Tron. So oh, like, okay, okay. So, like, he slips into the body of, like, a character in this simulation. Okay. And he takes over the body, so very much like um, Clue. Okay. So, in a way, like I don't know how to explain it, but he's like kind of like the bad guy, and he's trying to like take over. So it's interesting, though. In 1973, they were talking about this. Oh, so I know. We haven't seen this, guys, but it sounds fucking fascinating. Yeah, dude. Straight up, yo. It's <laughs> uh, it's called World on a Wire, and it came out in 1973. So check it out. What else do we want to talk about? What other movies? Oh, we have tons of movies, dude. So, well, what's the next one that came out, like, bigger? Okay, well, I don't the know. The biggest it, one. Come on. Oh, the big. Uh, I don't know. It's, well, the biggest one in, in our list, our short list of uh, fucked up weirdo VR movies, I want to say Stephen King. What? Influenced. Which one? The Lawnmower Man. Oh, yeah. Was that a Stephen? It was a short story or yeah, something. Yeah, it was a Stephen King. Yeah. Stephen King Lawnmower, Lawnmower Man short story. Jeff Fahey. Jeff Fahey, wow. I'm like a young Jeff Fahey, <laughs> I too. know. And uh, Pierce Brosnan. 
Pierce Brosnan, wow. yeah, which was like the hot commodity. He played Bond during those days. <laughs> so he was kind of like um, kind of the hot man yeah, I do. back in the day. But that came out in 1992. Shit. Dude, Jeff Fahey looks so weird. <laughs> in this, like, like now thinking of him, he looks so much different. Oh, I know. Because, like, he was in Planet Terror. Jeff oh, Fahey was in that. Uh, I don't remember that. Yeah, it's, he looks so much better as an older person now. Oh, wow, dude. Honestly, he looked weird back then, but he was kind of a... But but what do you think about that movie? Like, how do you remember going to see that when you were a kid? Uh, I don't remember if I saw it in theaters or not, uh, if I saw it after the fact on VHS. But I really dug it. Yeah. I mean, I, not just... Uh, Conceptually, conceptually, it was a cool movie. Right. Yeah, you know, I like the idea of some guy being being so smart that he becomes God. Okay. You know, that was really cool. I thought it, yeah, it's really ingenious. Like, yeah. Kinda... I mean, and plus I'm a, I'm a King fanboy. At least I love right. seeing King. Well, in that kind of movie, just like, it was so far-fetched, but yeah. it like made so many people like think outside of the box. Yeah. In a lot of ways, like kind of like the Matrix did for like oh. a lot of close-minded individuals, yeah. it, like opened their mind to like the possibility of something deeper. But uh, but that was the one that really, to me, made virtual reality a thing, man. Even though that we knew that it started way before that. What other movies uh, do would you say that we would talk about? You watched a movie recently that I didn't get a chance to watch. Uh, Evolver. Yeah, Evolver. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it is what it is. It's a uh, goddamn Evolver. <laughs> It looks cool. If you guys watch the trailer, and we'll like link it, we'll link it in the in the uh, comments there. Um, but go ahead, tell you know, us. It's pretty much this like um, so. This company is developing this uh, uh, new toy. I don't want to say a toy, but this new product they're gonna you know market as a toy. Right. And uh, it's like a robot. You bring it to your house, and it it uh, maps out the area like a Roomba. You know. Okay. And you fight it with like a laser, like laser tag. Okay. And the main Which was big back in the day. Yeah, ba- oh yeah, for sure. Even in the 90s. This came out in 95. Wow. Anyways, it's basically about this kid like uh, it, uh there's this contest to see if uh, if you get this biggest score in this VR game. Okay. And if you have the highest score, you get it gets beta test this, this robot in your house. Wow. And uh which is huge, man. Huge. Yeah. <clears throat> Almost feels like the 80s now. I know. <laughs> but uh he doesn't win. He 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 fails against this girl, and he he hacks into the computer system, fakes a fakes the scores, and uh, gets the robot into his house. And the robot is uh, really just a defunct military project. Okay. That uh, you think it's playing a game, but it's not. It's actually playing like, you know, how to kill insurgents, you know, whatever. Okay, <laughs> nice. So it. So it, really, they like they're laughing and having fun, and they like they don't realize how serious it really uh, yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, because it's it starts escalating. It it. It shoots Nerf darts, but it eventually starts picking up, like, ball bearings. Okay. And then it, it shoots these other darts, but it starts picking up, like, knives and shooting knives. <laughs> oh, and awesome. it, it eventually learns how to, like, shoot, like, napalm and stuff. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> What's it, like, melting uh, styrofoam and fucking gasoline I don't together? Know. But what's cool about it, too, is, like, uh, I forget the guy's, <laughs> the actor's name, the main character. Oh, Ethan Hembry. Yeah. Yeah, he's the main guy. If you guys aren't familiar, Ethan Embry, sorry, excuse me. I said that probably, I said that wrong. But he was the guy that was in Can't Hardly Wait. He was oh, in Empire yeah. Records. He was like the really stupid kid that like Green Day or whatever in Empire Records. He also had a, a bit part in a Harold and Kumar. And if you ever saw that movie, the one that we talked about, something something and on the fucking whatever road, incident on a side <laughs> road, 
I can't find it on fucking line, and I'm not gonna fucking. I'm not gonna go. I don't know why. Actually, it's right there. Look at look at the Masters of Horror right there. Incident on and off a mountain road. Yes. Okay. That's the name of the fucking movie, and god damn you for fucking naming it something like that. Uh, Phantasm creator Don Coscarelli directs the grisly stunner about a woman hunted by the backwoods maniac called Moonface. <laughs> but in the show, in the movie, that Ethan uh, Embry guy, he's like this crazy psycho fucking murderer guy who like forces his girlfriend to be a survivor because he's worried about her existence. Like, like her surviving in the wilderness. He's like one of those doomsday prepper guys. Oh, yeah. And, like, he teaches her how to fight, like, in the wilderness. Huh. And it's the only thing that saves her from this moon killer. Sure. So it's pretty interesting. But he's in it. So, I mean, what would you say on that movie? Like, did you like the Evolver <clears throat> movie? or? Dude, uh, honestly, uh, I... I really like it. It's it's a guilty pleasure. Yeah. It's a it's a really shitty movie. <laughs> if you watch like Laura I was watching with Laura and Laura's like, How is this a horror movie? Like how is this like how is this frightening? Right. This, this is not scary at all. I'm like, you just wait. <laughs> right. I mean it's uh I mean uh, yeah, I mean what it really determines it because like Deadly My Deadly Friend. That was oh. another robot movie. Wow. Where like the head exploded, the fucking chick from uh from Goonies, the fucking old woman. She gets her head fucking exploded Shit, in that. Man. Pretty sure. No, it's cool. And plus, like uh, one of my favorite dudes, John Delancey's in it. Oh, okay, nice. He's in uh, John Delancey. Uh, he's in uh, that. He's in John Delancey. In which one? He's in uh, that. Okay. Evolver, and he's also in Arcade. Oh, that's right. Which is another virtual reality movie. Yeah. Sweet. Tell me about that because I haven't seen that either. I, I haven't seen it for years and years. These I, are two movies I got to see, guys. So, I, Well, I don't know if you want to see Arcade. <laughs> Is it that bad, really? <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. It's a, it's a Charles Band flick. It's a full moon flick. Oh, I see. I remember that now. Yeah. So it's it's okay. It has its moments. It's basically, if I remember correctly, these kids play this game and they get sucked into the game and they have to finish the game in order to survive and get out. Okay. Uh, but John Delancey's in it. And if anybody knows, John Delancey is Q from Star Trek The oh, Generation. okay. Nice. Interesting. Was, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. It was basically the atheist version of God. Okay. <laughs> um, what was it? Um, so, Arcade. When did that... Do you know when that came out? Probably like 92. It's got to be the 90s because... Early 90s, I'm thinking. Yeah, because if it's a Charles Band film, that's yeah. where he like reigns supreme. <laughs> um, I'm going to have to watch that, though. And, and I'm sure it's one of those really shitty fucking movies, but that's a, <laughs> that's a good one. There was another one we wanted to honorably mention. What was it called? Stay Alive? Oh, I tried watching that. You tried watching it? I, tr- I tried. When we were talking about this, guys, we were ty- like trying to get all these movies to watch, and yeah. like we barely had enough time to do it. So, I remember buying it when it came out, uh, hating it. It was really okay. shitty Yeah. and uh, really boring and really lame. And then I tried watching it again, and I just could not get through it. Okay. Like literally, I got up from the couch and started cleaning the litter boxes for my cats. And <laughs> started doing laundry. And is that your way of just saying fuck you? <laughs> yeah. For the movie. If, if I'd rather be doing housework than watching the like, movie, I'm not even gonna let them know. I'm just gonna do it, and then they're gonna realize and feel <laughs> it like was a piece bad. Of shit it, film. it was bad. <laughs> well, there was also a movie that me and you tried to watch that uh, direct dealed with uh, uh, augmented reality, which is a version of uh, virtual reality, but uh, without complete deprivation of your surroundings um but it was uh called let's be evil oh we, i've not seen that start, yet it, you started to watch it you said well yeah i, I watched a trailer i didn't watch it. oh did you didn't wa- okay i started to watch that one 
Did you actually finish it? No. <laughs> was it that bad? I don't know if I was just really tired or just really bored. Oh, man. But, you know, it's like one of those times where it was like really late. And I probably shouldn't have been watching it. Oh, so yeah. I didn't get to finish it. What I saw was okay. Huh. Had a kind of a cool soundtrack. Like, had that cool, like, synth wave sort of yeah, style. Yeah, yeah. Pretty cool, but uh, wasn't all that great. Huh. Some of the acting was okay. Wasn't great, but uh, yeah. Saw that. Didn't Shit. finish it. I'll Shit. have to finish it, guys. If you guys like it, please sound off in the condiments. 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 <laughs> what is this, McDonald's please. or Taco Bell? <laughs> yeah, please sound off in the ketchup or mas- <laughs> mustard. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's some that in the 90s were pretty big, man. After Lawnmower Man, people really got into that whole, like, other world type shit. There's yeah. Brain Scan, which we've talked about before we, we with talk Edward about, we, we didn't talk about this episode. No, not this episode. Are we going to talk about it every episode? Oh, well, pretty much. <laughs> I don't know what else to talk about, man. My my list has uh, Existence, Evolver. Uh, oh, Existence, though. Oh, Existence. Yeah, that was a that is a creepy ass fucking virtual reality world, dude. And you don't really even know it's virtual reality technically. Yeah. Right off the bat, you do, but you don't. Yeah. Like, cause all these people are like plugged in, plugging in these weird sacks <laughs> into their back, into their spinal column. Yeah. To connect with their brain or whatever, and they got these ports in the back of their backs that they grease up and stick in, and like the chick who's like a game designer fucking makes this game, and then something goes awfully wrong, and then you start going down this path. And spoiler alert, you don't realize. That they're already in the game. Yeah. Until the end of the movie, after all these fucked up, really nasty fucking scenes. <laughs> like body crazy. Even fucking, uh, what's his name's in it? Um, Willem Dafoe. Always plays the creepiest motherfucker oh, in yeah, movies, he, man. Yeah. But he plays the mechanic who does like the back backyard fucking body port <laughs> so you can do like an illegal port in your back. Yeah. And he does it for a certain amount of money. But he like turns her in. There's that scene in the fucking in the. Do you remember that scene when they're in the the Chinese place? Oh yeah. Like they're like cutting up fish, and they're like programmed to like cut these fish up and have this conversation, and then they go to have dinner or lunch at the the Asian place, and he was like, "I'd like to have the special." He's like, "You want the special? Oh, you may not like the special. <laughs> it is a very good special, but you may not like it. But she orders it anyway." And then she, like, takes pieces of this nasty-ass gooey flesh and meat and bone and makes, makes a gun. gun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was so cool. And then they use, like, a tooth, a tooth as a bullet. Yeah. And when, I forget. Don't they shoot somebody in the head? Like the, the Oh, I forget. It's been a while, but it's it's pretty much like, I, I really feel like Cronenberg made Videodrome. Right. Uh, in reference to videotapes and television. Right. And then he made Exit Stand's. Uh, the same film, mm-hmm. but in regards to video games and consoles. And I've heard I've heard people say that it's essentially either a remake or a sequel many yeah. times. I really think so. And honestly, yeah, I mean, if we had to pick between the two, Videodrome and Existence, I mean, it's going to be Videodrome every time. Oh, yeah. But there is a lot to be said about Existence. The atmosphere, the idea, the theology behind it is yeah. really... Super awesome and way ahead of its time in a lot of ways. Yeah. So, 
But that's a that's a big one. I I think to me, honestly, that's probably one of the darkest of the virtual reality sort of film and horror. Although you know, Lawnmower Man's pretty dark in a way. Yeah, it's it's mainstream, but you know what I mean. Like it's like it goes way way out of control. <laughs> Brain Scan is pretty good. They don't really put on a virtual head mounted display though. <clears throat> no, but it, it's definitely in the same wheelhouse. Right. Because uh, he's experiencing some sort of simulation. Yeah. And it's sad that I don't that brain scan doesn't get the accolades that it deserves. Well, there's so many other movies. Like we actually did a search for it, and we found like the Thirteenth Floor. Yeah, but... Uh, some of these are loosely based, but Thirteenth Floor was a virtual reality. It was good. Yeah, he he logs in and goes back to fucking whatever. Actually, it has uh, Kiefer Sutherland in it. Oh shit! And he plays like almost the exact same role as he did in Dark City. <laughs> but that's that one. And I mean, is there anything that you think would, uh, I mean, there was virtuosity. Oh, yeah. Which is, really isn't that bad. No, I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, it, it did really bad in the in the theaters. Which is sad, because it's, dude, Russell Crowe and, uh. Yeah, it was Russell Crowe and Denzel Washington. Oh, yeah, Denzel Washington. Yeah. <laughs> Early Russell Crowe, by the way, guys. We're talking about young Russell Crowe. And young he played. And, young and yummy. Yeah, <laughs> yummy, yummy. And Denzel Washington, who pretty much looks the same. I know. He might be a vampire. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, he doesn't look any different from, from that movie to today. <laughs> but he doesn't have a lot of hair, so I guess, you know, who knows. But uh, that movie was kind of a sci-fi. It wasn't really a horror movie or anything, but it's notable, I would say, because he goes into the virtual reality world yeah. as a test simulation for police officers, but they're not 100% on the test simulation for police officers, so they put fucking prisoners. Oh, yeah. Remember? They put the yeah. prisoners through to test it out to see how it reacts, and some of the people start dying in the, in the simulation. And then one of the guys who does the he who creates the AI, who was also in Deep Rising, by the way. Oh shit! Um, he is the the guy that makes the the bad guy that they're supposed to simulate and fight against, and then uses his brain and puts it into nanotechnology, which is one of the first nanotechnology movies that I remember seeing, hmm. where they were like using fake synthetic bodies to put like a computer into. And then he, like, wreaks havoc on the real world, in a way. Kind of shitty movie. After watching it the second... Or, well, after watching it years later, it, <laughs> it really doesn't hold up well. But it's kind of interesting, nonetheless. It's been a while for me. So, out of all those virtual reality movies, how which one would you say probably sticks out the most to you? As far as true VR... Right. I mean, uh, I see Lawnmower Man. Lawnmower Man, yeah. I would Is have it, to say... It, it's it's a, I mean, a lot of that them, and existence for me. Yeah, ex- existence is uh, it's not true VR. Yeah, and it's not mainstream either. So yeah, it's it's very augmented reality. Yeah. So no, it wasn't. What's up? Augmented reality would oh, be. I mean, you know, AR. I, I'm talking about like, uh, it's not AR like what we perceive as AR today. Okay. And it's not VR was what we perceive as. Today. It's like in your mind. Yeah, it's it's more of like a complete flip of reality. Yeah. So it's it's pretty extreme, but uh, I say Lawnmower Man existence as, as far as extreme. Yeah. And, and they're even not that really horror movies. No, not really. But, but in a way, they are. Yeah, I mean, if, if you consider the the bastardization of technology to some <laughs> degree, <laughs> it's so far out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. But every because it was so far outside the realm yeah. of 
possibility. Everybody expected VR to be like that. And I almost wonder if, because of that movie, it it, it kind of ruined VR for people. Uh, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, think about that. Like, so many people wanted to, to be in that world after that Lawnmower Man movie. I know. But what about this, too? I wanted to talk about this, too, at some point. Okay. Because we're wrapping it up, I'm assuming. Sure, yeah. Uh, what, uh... I don't know what I'm saying. It's hard to articulate. <laughs> I know. Mike's drunk as shit right now. Uh, a little bit of drunk, a little bit of drunk. Why do you think people want to get into VR? I think they just want to escape, just like we do in v- horror. Yeah. They want to escape. They want that voyeurism, that uh, arena style. Yeah. You know, watching people fight over their self or, you know, just like to escape reality because the grass is always greener on the other side. Yeah. To kind of escape our normal foundation you know what i mean yeah i always think like uh i think we've been doing it forever humans right. have been, always been doing it i mean whether it's music is a form of escapism sure uh movies books are a form of escapism sure you're kind of stepping into it and i'm i know i'm speaking a little grandiose of the, the whole thing <laughs> if you really kind of basically think about it like you know Music is not exactly like stepping into another world. But but it, it is, is and it isn't. I think it is. Emotionally it is. Oh, yeah. It's the sound of our emotions, yeah, pretty much. for sure. But when you step into a virtual reality headset, I mean, eventually, there was a movie called Mind Warp. Oh, uh, dude. I forgot to mention, where Bruce Campbell's in it or whatever, and they, they jack into these things where they can dream about whatever they want. And I think at some point in time, where is reality going to end... And that take over in a way. Like, we're talking bastardizing reality. Yeah. Like, who knows? Like, we look at our phones. Like, you go to a park, and like 90% of the people at the park are fucking staring at their fucking phones. Yeah. Like, that's just one step incrementally to virtual reality and wearing the devices on our head. Oh, yeah. I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you think virtual reality is could get completely out of control? and take over reality or do you think it's just some sort of technology that we'll probably forget about in five years i don't know let us know i really think it's uh whether we had it or not humans are inclined to go that direction right whether it's chemical or otherwise sure through some form of drug i mean it's it's so natural a human thing to want to uh augment our perception of reality sure whether it's like I said, via via technology or drug or whatever, sure. music, book or whatever, it's what we do. It's it's how we expand our minds. We're taking a ride. Yeah and, yeah, and and it's going to happen. It's like we we're like experience gatherers. Yeah, and like we just want to experience everything we can. Oh, I know, because that's another entirely different conversation for another time. But mm-hmm. I really do believe that uh, life isn't about. Uh, the accumulation of, of physical things is about the accumulation of experience. Right. You know, I would rather have lived and done everything and own nothing than own everything and done nothing. But in the same regard, you know, for nuts like us who collect thousands of movies, but they're, they're these aren't physical things. These are doorways to another dimension. I know. Yeah, you know what correct. I mean? They're all experiences. They're different stories, different, like, concepts, different ideas. We dropped acid right before we had this conversation. So. <laughs> yeah, I think Alex may have shot a bunch of uh, right at my ass. <laughs> but no, that's a really cool way to think of it, though, is that these aren't necessarily uh, physical things. They are literally doorways into another uh, way of thinking. Yeah, so Dude, for sure. So no different than, like, virtual reality or a game or whatever else. It's our way to escape our reality yeah. and go to another thing. Dude, so sure. next up on Beyond the Veil, drugs. Are we real? 
Oh, Does wait, no. anyone exist? <laughs> Should just, you go to a mall and shoot... Oh, never mind. No. Uh, <laughs> I read a book once. I forget what you it was called. You read a called. book? Yeah, no, yeah, I know. Weird, right? Uh, no, it was a book. It was called, like, uh, I Hate Everything, and it was, like, a hippie author. Oh, yeah. And he was like, what if we're not really here? What if we're actually in a chamber where aliens are working on our bodies to just figure out what our minds are all about and they've got us in some simulated program and what if you know in order to fuck with them you have to break out of the simulation and go down to a mall and start shooting people with a shotgun to to fuck with their simulation like (laughs) and i was like wow that's really dark dude like really like yeah by the way don't do that that's stupid (laughs) we're not in a simulation so don't go fucking killing people you fucking idiot um (laughs) And that's uh, for the legal reasons. Thank you, and we're over. Okay, no. <laughs> but yeah, guys, uh, I guess that's it for the virtual uh, film and horror. That was fun talking about that. We actually got really informative this time. So, and Mike's smelling his vodka, getting ready to take yeah, a... I'm going to have some of this vodka. Should we Should we take a shot? A goodbye shot? Goodbye shot. Goodbye shot. We'll take, a, we'll take another uh, brain apple. No, he's just going to do vodka. Yeah. But I'll cheers you with my brain... Uh, Bloody apple brain freeze. Bloody apple brain freeze. And you'll drink your mix of that in vodka. But yeah, guys, thanks for coming by. If you're drunk with us, give a shout out in the comments. If not, give a shout out in the comments. Please be so kind to follow us on Twitter at BTVCast. BTVCast. You can also follow us on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Alex the Dark Unicorn. Yes. Or just look up Deacon Rain or Beyond the Veil Horror Podcast. And if you want to send dick pics, I'm totally cool with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm all about that, dude. So please, we love dick pics. Not really. Seriously, don't do that. I will call the police. Um, <laughs> and the police is me. Like, hey, dude, I got this cool dick pic. Check it out. <laughs> also... Don't forget to please add us on SoundCloud. Oh, yeah. Go to soundcloud.com forward slash BTVcast for Beyond the Veil Horror Podcast. And find us on there, add us, comment, blah, blah, blah. Don't forget, we talked about the horror shop for fucking the Kurt Cobain. We're going to do some sort of giveaway. We don't know what it is yet, but if you guys sign up for it and give us a really good idea... See, if I was going to make a Cobain shot, it would be a double shot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Would the shell, like, throw to the right instead of the left? I don't know. (laughs) But it would be a double shot. (laughs) Well, thanks for coming by, guys. Please and always thank you for fucking coming by and share and let your friends know that we're a bunch of fucking assholes and uh, we love hanging out with you. Yeah, I have a sperm in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for coming by. Later, guys.